Peekaboo, who's there? Oh, it's me. That's right. Is it Monday already? Is it time? Is it that time? It is time. It's time for the A to Z program. You're right here with me on popculturepros.com. I'm Eric Zant, and this is the A to Z program. Am I going to say that like six times before it gets old? No, I'm not going to. But we got a great show for you tonight. You have landed on Pop Culture Pros. You've landed on the one talk show, the greatest talk show on the internet today. Voted by you as you voted for me. I, you know, and you know what? I don't know what to say to this. I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm overcome with emotion even bringing this out. You, the listeners, the fans voted me the greatest talk show of 2021 so far on the internet, on any podcast. Me, I, I from, from me, everyone, Dave, on the program, we just want to say thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Thank you for the support. Thank you for the votes. And speaking of Dave, do you remember Producer Dave? Of course you do. Producer Dave is the man who makes everything happen here at the A to Z program. And I have a treat for you guys. I happen to have Producer Dave right here in the studio. Producer Dave, are you are you there? Where are you? Are you? Oh, you rang? Oh, there you are. Oh, my God. I, I, oh, I, I was getting worried for a minute. I thought you jumped on the train and went north. Can never get off this train. I jumped on before it was popular, and I, I got my permanent seat right there in the front. You sure did. For, it, it might, just, sometimes it might say Baby Dave, but you know, hey, I'll sit it, right there. It's it's right. It's it's like it's right there, man. It's 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 like no nobody comes up into this section but us. That that's just how it is. <laughs> well, the boss sneaks up once in a while. He kind of like he kind of likes to like 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 squeeze his way up into into. And uh, what, what do you call that? Uh, the uh, coach. What, where do they? Where's everybody? First class. That's it. First class. First class. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 he does that. But you know what? That's okay. He's the boss. You know, he makes me do all these these things that people don't understand, like wash his car, wash his windows. I had to clean his gutters once. You believe that? I had to clean Florida gutters. I'm, was, sure, it, I'm sure. At the same time. Him and uh, his buddy Bunker were there just sipping, you know, some uh, hard lemonade as they I'll, watch, you know, work and, and you know, I, I, have, gutters. I have sweat literally pouring off my brow and all I can smell is IPAs and Mets t-shirts and cigars. And it was, it was just, I never want to relive that moment again. But you know what made it all good is knowing, Dave, that you and I brought them together in in peace peaceful harmony we we, we yeah, rekindled sure. that friendship and and i feel like the world's a better place i don't know about absolutely. you absolutely i know for them it is too well if it isn't the worst <laughs> thank you i i'll take that because i being the worst means you're the best and that's just now uh, you know dave we have to accept that we have to accept that we're number one that's okay yeah. That's okay, but tonight, everybody, we have a great show for you tonight. Tonight, we're going to do the old test in Eric's noggin again. We're going to see what I got up here. We're going to see what this guy over here can come up with to get uh, get stuff out of here. I mean, there's plenty of room. Look at there's no hair right here. So anyway, um, I got a good top ten for you. And Dave, I've been I've been watching the news lately. Oh. Um, you know, there. <clears throat> so over in India, they're having a big big problem. They are at the highest of any uh, at any percentage of COVID since it's been since COVID's been a thing. 
like the other day they had like almost 200,000 people dead from from coronavirus from like wow. it was from like what like I don't know a couple thousand then it all of a sudden amped up to like almost 200,000 and like the rate of infections and then they and they're talking about this on all these different news outlets it's the same thing there's no way that it could be any different and then they show this wave of people jumping into the Ganges River all together throwing water on each other coughing hacking peeing all on each other in this river and it's disgusting this river is disgusting they they showed up the river and down the river all this garbage and all over the place dave what the hell is going on over there i mean it can all be attributed to the fact that they are as many as high as the population over there is they can still be considered a third world country and sometimes i mean some some of those parts that are a lot of you know poorer than others have no choice but to do that if they want to you know get clean or boy i tell you just live and it's it's sad and it's <clears throat> definitely a culture shock i thought the same thing dave until it was actually msnbc highlighted that you know what it was it was the religious celebration where they throw paint on each other and then they jump all jump into the river and they cleanse their soul and the ganges that's what it was for mm. all in the name of wow whatever that's religion what yeah whatever they're worshiping so and then immediately like a week later covid like shot through the freaking roof like the taj mahal like fell or something i don't know and it's i'm thinking to myself this is ridiculous this is bad and on the heels of that back over here in the good old us of a the johnson and johnson vaccine was uh recalled because of blood clots it is now put back on the market and there's going to be a stipulation on there saying, you know, like, you know those AstraZeneca ads on like TV land when it's like, you know, have you or a loved one ever suffered from asbestos and stuff? You know what I mean? Like you hear all that stuff, but then they throw that drug right out. It's like if you or your loved one has ever experienced, uh, uh, you know, high blood pressure or uh, blood clots or something, take this. But it may cause, you know, auditory cancer and your your toes may fall off and you know, like you may have lizards living with you after a while. It's like, holy shit. Nobody can, all these, you know, so they're putting like a warning label on it, say may cause blood clots, which is good. That's that's fine. Um, What got me from that whole statement you just made was the fact that you just referenced TV land. Mm. <laughs> you know why? My mom used to watch TV land. And I became a fan of Gunsmoke. Like, I never watched it when I was a kid. I thought it was dumb. But, like, I learned to love it. And I absolutely love Gunsmoke now. <laughs> and, like, the hour-long episodes that are in color, not the black and white ones. They're kind of dumb. But, um, oh, dude, it's so great. And my mom was older, and that, that was her generation. And she watched TV Land. She'd sip her drink, and she'd watch TV Land. and Because I'd hear all these funny, uh, all, you know, all these ads. Like, you say, uh, uh if you have our rheumatoid arthritis, take this. But you may suffer from liver failure, kidney failure, heart disease, heart attack, kidney <laughs> cancer, uh, bone cancer, uh, eye cancer, sneaker cancer, notebook cancer. It's like, oh my god! It's like you know what? I'm just gonna. I'm just. I'd rather just just sit here and die rather than take that. Than take that. But well, the, what? 
Well, one more thing about TV Land. Do you think? I oh mean, yeah, hit it. I mean, you would have to tell me since I don't really watch TV Land too much. Sure. How is it if you are if you do still watch it? Like some of the shows they used to watch are now transitioning to TV Land. Like as a kid, so I know like with me for example, I would watch Nick at Night when I was younger, right? So you get like the I Love Lucy's and all that, and yep. then I know that Nickelodeon has now changed and they don't really show shows like that, like Nick at Night anymore. But I remember at no. one point it was like friends was starting to be shown in nick and i and boy meets world and i'm like wow that's so like crazy like to think that the shows that you would grow up with are not like these late night or tv land which is just old school shows yeah yeah i i was surprised because um like they used to show like barney miller and um like like shit like that <clears throat> and and that was older than me but I remember the, the reruns in the early 80s and stuff. But then, like when, like you said, when they start showing Friends and they start showing, like, um, I don't know, there's a, then they start making new shows. And, like, well, they had the Golden Girls and all that stuff. But, but like, Friends and, like, I don't know, Drew Carey and just, I mean, I don't know if Drew Carey was on there. But, like, shows I watched when I was in my 20s that are on TV land now, like, I'm thinking to myself, this can't be happening. I'm, I'm not that old. But the shows are, like, 25 years old. It's crazy. Well, apparently it's I was so the only crazy. one thinking the same thing when you when you mentioned that. So was Steph. So was Steph. Steph, what's up, Steph? How you doing? Thanks for the coffee. Hi, Harley. Harley. How are you? And then so, we'll chime in about the river. Oh, so the river was contaminated. No social distancing. It might be the cause of Raul. Raul, you are exactly right. That is why. That is why all of that happened. Immediate, like it was an immediate spike. And, like, Dave, this was bad. This was terrible. If you watch some of the news clips that these people were showing, like, I don't know who was over there filming it, but they were showing, like, it was ridiculous. They were showing families over loved ones, um, die, like, people expired, and, and, and they showed all these people running into Ganges all happy and, like, cleansing themselves of their sins or their bad things and, I'm thinking to myself, oh, my God, this is like spring break times 5,000. This is bad. Wow. But, and, and, and they're out of oxygen over there. They don't have any oxygen for hospitals or medical units or anything. They don't have any. No oxygen. So there's that. Um, they're run, they have no beds. They're running out of medicine. They're running out. They're, they're basically fucked. So that sucks. Um, on, on the lighter things... The Oscars were last night, Dave. Did you know that? I did. Um, you know, and everybody, and even here at Pop Culture Pros, it's a running gag that I don't know much about movies or current movies. I know what the ones that are coming out. I know what they're called. But I'm going to be honest with you. I looked at the list of, of the nominees of movies and stuff. I, I heard of, like, one movie. <laughs> I, I didn't know any of these movies. And, like, I, we we try to keep up with all this stuff. I haven't seen anybody do anything about Did I miss something with all these movies? Can you tell me, did I miss all of this? Or have you have we not covered all these movies that are being? Because I have no freaking idea of any of these things. Uh, I will say I will agree with you on some of the things. I was looking at some of the winners, and I was like, man, I've never heard of this movie. But that's sometimes what the Oscar does. The Oscars oh. do. Where, you know, a movie 
is very like limited release but it will get its nomination but then after it's either nominated or wins is when it gets that real big push okay or it might have came out sometime last year like i think there's a certain cutoff date where again i mean i know a lot of us weren't doing much of anything last year true uh but yeah there's some of these movies that i look at i'm like man i i know some are netflix some are your amazon primes but yeah, there was a couple there. I'm like, yeah, I've never heard of this movie, and it won. I, I didn't think of that. I did not think of that. The, the streaming services who are offering movies now, HBO Max, um, all that stuff. So that's interesting. And uh, speaking of that, aren't 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 there? Isn't there a show here on Pop Culture Pros um, that covers uh, streaming services and stuff like that? Am I yes. wrong or am you're I right? Absolutely, you're absolutely right. I think the show is called. Stream War Pros, and I think Ooh. actually it's coming back this Thursday. How about that for a how about that for a bomb drop right here on the A to Z <laughs> program? Stream War Pros is coming back, and I believe there's somebody right here that's going to be uh, highlighted on that. Am I right? <laughs> You're absolutely right. I will be on that show, and we will be talking the latest. We our first show was back in February, so we haven't done one in March, and. This will be our next one. We'll talk about everything going on in April and stuff happening in May that you might want to see. And we'll crown a winner for the month of April of the best streaming service. I'm going to watch that. I'm going to be watching that. And um, I'm also going to be with you on the draft, uh, the NFL thing we're doing. Yes, right after yep. that. Right after that, you're gonna you're gonna see uh, your favorite uh, your favorite two hosts here, your producer favorite producer and your favorite host Eric are going to be on the draft special for the Pop Culture Pros for the upcoming NFL season, which will be in the end of August, beginning of September. But they always do the draft right around this time. And we're going to be uh, uh, chewing the fat and talking about that, discussing uh, the picks and everything and everybody about it. So you're not going to want to miss it. If you're a football fan, you're not going to want to miss that because myself excluded, these guys know what they're talking about. These guys know stats. These guys know player profiles. These guys know where they came from, where they're going, what their rate is. I mean, all, I, and you know what? I'm just throwing words out that I think make sense, and I don't even know if they do. But you're going to want to watch this show because it's going to be great. These guys have insight. These guys have knowledge. I'm only there because I'm fucking funnier than all of them. Even I'm way funnier than Steve Ferracci. Don't even think about that. <laughs> but I'm, you know. But seriously, folks, come at, come and join us Thursday night. Um, join the stream war pros and then join us for that. Uh, we're going to have a great time. It's going to be a great Thursday night and, uh, you're not going to want to miss it. It's better than TV, you know, cause you and Lauren, I know, um, you're getting I, called out on out wanting to watch new things. You know what it is, Dave? It's, it's like in my defense. Okay. In my defense, I, I, I do like what I like and I, 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 I'm one of those guys Vic, <laughs> I'm one of those guys. I'll answer Steve in a minute. I'm one of those guys that get into something, and I want to keep watching it because I want to get into it because the more I watch it, the more stuff I see. So, like, say I'm into City Confidential right now, like an old show that was on A&E about uh, murder and crime in different towns across America. It's really fun. Paul Winfield narrated it. He's a classic uh, actor, classic voiceover actor. He unfortunately passed away. So he doesn't watch the... Okay, boss, here's the thing. I'll, I'll deal with you in a minute. Lauren <clears throat> Lauren wants to watch something new every night. She's like, well, why don't we watch this? I'm like, well, 
I thought we were just going to do this. Okay, let's watch this. So we watch this. So I will admit, I watched Love, Death, and Robots for the first time last night, and I liked it. She got me watching The Boys, which I like. But, you know, I like watching things like, you know, The Twilight Zone. I like watching, um, I don't know, she'll probably know more. than She probably pays attention to it more than me. I just get on and watch what I I like The Re- Return of the Planet of the Apes cartoon. I'm into that right now. It's an old Hanna-Barbera cartoon. Um but as far as Farachi goes, so I don't watch new. Re- I do. I do watch new movies, boss. I, I'm. I have on standby, King Kong versus Godzilla. I have Mortal Kombat. I'm going to be watching. Um, I actually caught last week or the week before some AEW and some WWE. So um, don't uh, don't throw me under the proverbial uh, uh, Margaritaville bus yet. There. <laughs> boss um I, I i'm still savvy with uh with current things just because i don't act all trendy and you know just because i i i'm way more i i am not gonna disagree with that boss i am way more funny looking look at the friggin' clothes i wear all right come on who the hell dares to come on live tv and do this me i do but anyway um the boss is right. I don't watch many new movies or new wrestling, but I'm trying to. And I'm actually getting into it. I think it's actually getting better. Dave, you and I talked about it, and I think, Bert, um, there was a lull in wrestling for a while where it was very uninteresting, and the, and the pandemic didn't help. But I think lately, I think it's been getting a little better, don't you? Um, I will agree are- that, yeah, right now it's... It's obviously, I don't think you'll ever get to the peak it, that it was back in the Attitude Era. No. Like, getting a 9 rating, it's going to be physically impossible, I think, at this point. I agree. You, It would have to be the only thing on television. Yeah. But I think they are starting to reach, you know, a newer audience. You know, they're giving the fans, well, the fans now have a choice. You know, yeah. now it's not just WWE or even New Japan that's sometimes harder. Now in the States, you have AEW. And now they're bringing in your impact. Last night you had uh, Impact uh, Wrestling pay per view, and you had AEW guys there competing. And the the greatest wrestler in the world right now walked away with the Impact World Heavyweight Title. I did see that. He is the champion of both shows. I did see that. Now you know what's cool about this, and I'm not going to plug Kenny Omega or anything, but um. (laughs) Uh, why did my voice get so high right there? Steph, I'm drinking, I'm drinking a, a mixture of Voltage, Code Red, and Whiteout Mountain Dew, and I had one of these, and I had a C4 earlier. So we my, might just see Eric have a uh, heart attack. I might implode right here. I, I, I'm, I'm doing my best to, to um, spontaneously combust. But um, no, back in the territory days, Dave. You would have Ric Flair show up like on World Class. Then you'd see him in Crockett. Then you'd see him in Georgia. Then he would go like to the Pacific Northwest or wherever. He would pop around and, and do stuff like that. And I think this is cool what they're trying to do. I think underneath it all that these smaller wrestling companies are trying to bring back territory so guys can work. You know, That's why I was on the fence. I didn't want to make a judgment call on any of this because I honestly think this is what they're trying to do. They're trying to bring back the territories. They're trying to give guys 
there's a lot of wrestlers out there that, that want to work, and there's a lot of good wrestlers out there that need to work. Whether that means they, they got or that or they don't get the time, you or know, they you, don't get the time. Don't, yeah, they don't get eyes. So this, I think, yeah, you're right. It gives it gives you it gives every wrestling fan an option. It's not just we got to stick to this one product, and if we don't like it, we're what are we gonna do? Now, yeah. so if we don't like it, go watch what you what you do like. We have yeah. options. We have options now, and uh, excuse me, we have uh, you know you have NWA again. NWA uh, Power. You have and there's there's like uh, like Pro Wrestling Gorilla or something I think, and there's all yeah, sorts of cool. Yeah, there's all sorts of cool shit now that's gaining momentum, and I think it's great. Ring of Honor. I mean, there's so much cool stuff out there, and I, I think it's great. I do think it's great. Um, and I, I know uh, Kenny Omega has three titles, uh, which is uh, correct. And uh, uh, Raul, I agree. Uh, sometimes being trendy sucks. Sometimes you have to be an island. Uh, while no man is an island, sometimes it's okay to be on one. I agree, Raul. Raul, you're great, dude. Raul's great, isn't he? Isn't Raul yeah. one of the coolest dudes ever? I love Raul. Raul, when you come up to Binghamton and you watch a Mets show or a Rumble Pony show, I want you to, I'm going to make it a point to come out and meet you. We're going to, I'm going to have you on the, on the show, you and I, you're going to be the guest live. You're going to be with me. So, so before we continue, I do want to get to some of the comments that we kind of skipped. Let's do one it. One of them here is, uh. Carly, 18 more days to go until she finishes her freshman year of college. Freshman that year? Is, man, congrats, Harley. Wow, that... congrats. Good for you, Harley. Good for you. Keep that up. Keep going. This is Think about how quick this went. Your freshman year, then your sophomore year is going to go like that, and your uh, what's after the sophomore? Uh, junior. junior year. That's going to go, and then your senior year, and then you're going to be a that's doctor it. or something. You know, that's great. Good for you. And one other thing, being that you know you brought up the shirt, I was trying to find someone else, but I couldn't, so that people could see, you know, maybe one day, you know, come dress well, just like him. Well, you know, it's, it's I've already got the uh, <laughs> I've already got the headband, so here we go. Uh, I could be I could be dude love right now. I could be dude love right now, and uh, <laughs> that could happen. That could actually happen. Um, but. Uh, what do you say, Dave? What do you say, Dave? You know, I got an actually really, really funny top ten list tonight, and I think we should get into that. I think we should get into that. Um, let's do it. Is it let, about uh, your boy Cuomo? You know, saying that his accusers want attention. Um, not tonight. Not tonight. Oh, but it, it could be. It could be. That's always a good top ten. Because <laughs> as everybody knows, Cuomo is digging himself a hole he can't get out of. Um, so is Trump, by the way. I heard Trump is too. But anyway, tonight on the program, I am going to present to you the top 10 best comebacks of all time slash insults. Now, everybody knows I love me a good comeback. I love me a good insult. I love trading going back and forth. The boss is one of my favorite people to go back and forth on. You know, I, I don't judge him because he, he wears alligator shoes and he lives in a swamp. And whether or not he goes out and, and hunts them himself or not, I don't judge um, but anyway, I love me a good comeback. I love me a good insult. And Dave, we, we, we've compiled here the top 10 and I'll read a little bit about them because it's, it's, it, it'll, it's, there's, there's some, some of these have some cool, uh, some cool tidbits with them. But, uh, so anyway, tonight's top 10, these are the top 10 best comebacks slash insults that have been compiled by us. So here we go at number 10, the bottoms up comeback. It's an English comeback, 
And it was uh, said by uh, Winston Churchill, I believe it says, I'll read you what it says here. Nancy Astor was an American socialite who married into a wealthy English family of Astor. Uh, actually, she was the first woman to be elected to Parliament, which makes her, humili makes her humiliation all the sweeter. She was invited to a 1912 dinner party located at the Churchill Estate, but unfortunately for her, she became extremely annoyed at a drunk and politically incorrect Winston Churchill. Now, this is politically incorrect back in 1912. <laughs> Finally, she exclaimed, Winston, Winston, if you were my husband, I'd put poison in your coffee. And unaffected by her sudden outburst, Winston Churchill casually and, qu and quickly replied with the greatest comeback of all time. Nancy, if you were my wife, I would drink it. <laughs> oh, God. So she, <laughs> so she said, if you were my husband, I'd, I'd poison your coffee. And he said, if you were my wife, I would drink it. <laughs> I love it. Oh, my God. Dave, that that's a great. That's a good one, Dave. That's a good one. I got to remember to include that into something. Um, but uh, number nine, number nine is ready, aim, fire. It's the best presidential comeback of all time. Now, everybody knows, everybody thinks presidents are very pious and very reserved and they have to look good and, you know, they don't want anybody to hate them and they don't want to get their truth. Well, this guy, uh, Calvin Coolidge, he was the 30th president of the United States, by the way. Um, he was at an opera and disillusioned with what uh, he was hearing uh, and it was actually a poor performance. Um, he uh, exclaimed uh, after hearing uh, this, this, this very, very terrible uh, opera singer, an audience member leaned over to him and said, well, what do you think of the singer's uh, execution? Because apparently the singer got killed after it was, uh, you know, like they're going, oh, oh, and they get struck by lightning in the Viking helmet. I don't know, something like that. And they said, what do you think of the singer's execution, Mr. President? And he said, well, quite frankly, I'm all for it. <laughs> and that's pretty good. That's pretty good. It's kind of like when Steve says he's, uh, you know, he's going to the store. I'm all for it. So <laughs> any, anyway, number eight, Dave, is, well, you asked. And it's the obvious comeback. And this was a reporter who was uh, talking to Mohandas Gandhi. Mohandas Gandhi uh you know, he's associated with civil rights, nonviolence, but you never really associate this guy with having a quick wit. But uh, he was, uh, uh, he didn't have to fight with his fist, but simply used his words. And after getting fame for the campaign to promote colonial India's independence, because they were being governed by, <laughs> yet again, the British, uh, Gandhi traveled to London and met with British authorities. And the British were curious about the strange small man who was constantly bombarded with questions by the press and photographers. And one day, a reporter cried out, What do you think of Western civilization, Mr. Gandhi? And in a monumental moment of pause, Gandhi replied, I think it would be a good idea. <laughs> wow, Gandhi. Savage. Gandhi, you, 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 you salty dog, you. You salty dog, you. <laughs> oh my gosh. So that was number eight. Number seven is keep your seats in an upright position. It's called the greatest comeback. Greatest in quotes because it is actually started out with the greatest of all time, who would be Muhammad Ali, the greatest boxer of all time. Now, Muhammad Ali was known for his. Let's, let's, let's just say what's true. He was very, very self centered. He was very had a very high opinion of himself, especially when he was a boxer. And 
I, whether it was all part of his show, it probably was to garner attention because he disliked the spotlight. But there's no arguing that he was probably the, one of the greatest, if not the greatest boxer of all time. And a wonderful humanitarian at that. So, and I actually heard he was a really, really nice man. So, Muhammad Ali was on Eastern Airlines once in the, in the early 70s. And a flight attendant was making her final checks on all the passengers. But noticed Ali failed to fashion his seatbelt. And she kindly asked him to do so. And Ali replied quite arrogantly, Superman don't need no seatbelt. And not intimidated by the boxer's reputation and fame, the flight attendant replied, Superman don't need no airplane either. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh God. She should have, oh, man, she should have gotten a bonus. That's great. I mean, it's hard. That was, uh, a call, I, that was a cold, hard knockout by her. Oh, wow, she must have been. He must have stood there like. Oh, oh he I was. Guess I got a. Right, <laughs> tied it on oh, my seatbelt. <laughs> nah, he. That's TKO. That's TKO right there. He, you know, and he probably knowing Ali, he probably absolutely loved it. Like man, you know, he probably loved that. So uh, <laughs> that's number seven. Number six is uh, smell you later, and this is from Oscar Wilde. Now Oscar Wilde is widely known for his wit and intelligence and plays. He's a playwright. He also wrote a novel, The Picture of Dorian Gray, which I recommend you read because it is a very, very, very good book. But uh, he was no stranger in uh, wit and, and quick wit and comebacks in real life. So after a performance of one of his plays, Wilde went on stage and welcomed a warm reception. Uh, people applauded, and threw co- but they threw copious, amount, copious amounts of flowers. But there was one unsatisfied person in the crowd, and they threw a rotten cabbage at the playwright. And Wilde picked it up. And with a straight face, he said, thank you, my friend. Every time I smell it, I shall be reminded of you. Ooh, that's a very English, very English comeback. I don't know how that made it up to number six, Dave. Yeah, I like it can go either way. It can be like, okay, I remember, you know, that I can't make everyone happy like you. Or, yeah, I can, I'll think of it as you because you smell like this cabbage. It's, uh, yeah, because Oscar Wilde, I... As dry and as, as as pompous as the British are, that's that that to me is like a typically British comeback. I don't know, <laughs> but but um, it, nevertheless, I like Oscar Wilde, and it was uh, it was good. Now, this one, Dave, number five, is uh, appropriately titled "The War: A War of Words," and this is America comeback. So. Uh, Henry Ward Beecher was an abolitionist who liked to speak his mind. And when the Civil War uh, took its start, Beecher traveled throughout the U.S. attempting to garner support in favor of Lincoln and his Emancipation Proclamation. Everyone knows what that is. So he said uh, the Union would beat the Confederate in 60 days during his travels. And when he made a trip to England, this was used against him. Uh, at that time, war was still a very sensitive topic among the British due to the Americans winning the Revolutionary War. you got to remember, this was like 30, 40 years after, um, maybe 50 years after the Revolutionary War and the changeover of government. Uh, we, we became an independent nation. Great day for us. But uh, it was still very sensitive among the British uh, due to that. And while he was speaking in Manchester, one hostile man uh, cried out, why didn't you whip the Confederates in 60 days like you said you would? And he hesitated for one second. One second, Beecher didn't. He turned around to the, the, the man and said, because we found we had Americans to fight this time, not Englishmen. <laughs> I love it. That's I, amazing. I, I absolutely love it. I absolutely love it. 
Oh my god, that's oh, the best. That was that's the best, best one. That's the best one so that, far. That, that that's a, that should be number one right now. Wow, that, really, that one's that, great. That really <laughs> should be number one right now because uh, because uh, anytime you can slap something back at somebody who tried to uh, uh, force a tyrannical uh, majesty monarchy on you, and we come back and basically just shove you back off the the country, the continent, and back to England. And to give him that comeback, that's 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 classic. That's wonderful. I'm I'm very I'm I'm proud right now to to know that I read that by that man. Oh, um, absolutely, that's great. Hey, and speaking of uh, English, uh, uh, British people, <clears throat> our buddy Winston Churchill's back, and he has an honest comeback. This this one's called Churchill's Honest Comeback, and um, he had he was. Uh, what he was doing is early in his career, he was meeting with another member uh, of uh, his uh, parliament, I guess. And after a long-winded speech, Churchill began to close his eyes and fall asleep. And at the sight of this, the member became visibly ang visibly angry and shouted, Mr. Churchill, must you fall asleep while I'm speaking? And instead of making attempts of an apology or a cover-up, Churchill simply replied, no, it's purely voluntary. <laughs> so... He just he just punched him back and said, "No, I chose to fall asleep. I, there's nothing." Now, Dave, it's a little known fact that I do a great Winston Churchill. I mean, a matter of fact, I can imitate Winston Churchill better than I can the boss. So, <laughs> I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna pretend right now that I'm this this member of Parliament, and then I'm gonna be Winston. I was it. You want me to be the member of Parliament? You, you, you be the you be the member of Parliament, and I'm gonna be Winston Churchill. Yeah, you go ahead. Ready? Go ahead. All right. Mr. Churchill, must you fall asleep while I'm speaking? No, it's purely voluntary. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. I don't know. That's okay. It was okay. <laughs> I think your English guy was better than... <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll cheers to that. I feel like Churchill's at oh. the, either at the front or the end of a lot of jokes. He really, he really is. Now, I didn't know he was this salty until I looked up this list because, like, I always knew he was, you know, was, we will fight on the beaches, we will fight on the landing ground, we will fight in the air, you know. I always knew that side of him. Like, he's a very proud um, British, you know, guy, you know, full full of pride, which is cool. Um, that was a, That's an amazing speech if anybody ever wants to go on YouTube and listen to it. It's pretty cool. Uh, World War Two, but um, no Churchill. I never thought he was just salty, but apparently he was quite wise ass. So that's uh, kudos to you, Winston. Uh, his parrot, I think, is still alive. By the way, uh, the <laughs> parrot that he owned. Um, so number three, Dave. That was number four. Number three is face the truth, and this is the best self-effacing comeback. Hmm, I don't know what that means, but uh, what it is is. Uh, Abraham Lincoln was not the most attractive of presidents, but he was, in a sense, almost fascin fascinatingly ugly. Fascinatingly ugly. Can you imagine, like, like going to like, uh, like the food court at the mall, and like, you know, I got this like, like hideous thing coming up, and 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 like checking you out, like waiting on you, getting your money, and you go, "Thank you. You are fascinatingly ugly." I mean, how can she like get mad at that because you almost like properly insulted her? I got to remember that one. Fascinating. Everybody write that down. Fascinatingly ugly. Use that at your own 
uh, will and perseverance. Um, but anyway, uh, during the debate, Lincoln was accused of uh, by his most hostile opponent of being two-faced. Lincoln managed to accomplish what few men had done before. He defended himself without insulting the other man, and he even poked fun at a flaw of his at the same time. So Lincoln calmly turned to the crowd and said, if I had two faces, do you think I would be wearing this one? <laughs> That's pretty good. That's, that's a great pretty comeback. good. That's a <laughs> that's a great comeback. That is an awesome comeback. Uh, 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 and uh, you know, can I can I have that? Uh, can I have that last comment of the boss on there? I I want to I want to have absolutely. That. I, I think you need a comeback for it. I do, I have one. It's 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 oh, uh, not that one. Uh, to, oh, that's hardly. It. So it's uh, the boss is who greenlit this show. It must have must have been high on angel dust. Well, no, I couldn't find any today. Um, but the person that greenlit this show, uh, boss, was um, Jader. So he, he, he gave the okay to this. And he said he talked to you. Uh, he, he said he talked to you when he was taking your car to get its oil change, you know. Um, I'm not saying that you force us to do things that we don't want to do to keep us on the show. But, I mean, I'm just saying, you know, Jader was, <laughs> you know, I couldn't get a hold of you because you were over there with a bunker by the pool with your feet up with a, with a shock top. Uh, talking about the 86 Mets and the great glory of uh, Lenny Dykstra. So I, I, I don't know, uh, you know, what else to say to that. But um, we're getting to the nitty-gritty now, Dave. We're getting down to number two and number one. So these are the, these are the two, the top two uh, best comebacks of all time. This is the ugly truth. And you are never going to believe, Dave, you are never going to believe who comes in again at number two. That's right. Our old buddy Winston Churchill. Now, I have a new, res newfound respect for this man. I bust on British people a lot. I pound on English. I pound on them, and I insult them, and you know, I pick on the the, the Queen, and I pick on the Royals, and I pick on British people, and all that stuff. But you know, I I have a newfound respect for the wit and slyness and the shrewdness of this man's sense of humor. Now, this is called the classic comeback from the king of comebacks. Now, Winston Churchill makes this list for the third time, proving to be only, proving truly to be one of the world's <laughs> wittiest people. He was attending a party in London, and Churchill once again was drunk and intoxicated, and an extremely uh, astute woman from Parliament, uh, akin to Nancy Astor, who was the first one, she was on that level of like aristocratic uh, socialite. Uh, apparently, was irritated by uh, Churchill's mannerisms, so he was just drunk and sloppy. That'd be great. Uh, but when she finally had enough, she came up to him and yelled, "Winston, you're drunk!" And he may have been drunk, but he apparently didn't affect his cognitive functions, and he just replied, "You're right, Bessie, and you're ugly, but by tomorrow morning, I'll be sober." <laughs> <laughs> oh god oh winston i love winston churchill i absolutely love winston churchill now he's my he, favorite he absolutely has some of the greatest comebacks right <laughs> he has some of the greatest comebacks of all time i have a newfound i'm a winston churchill fan right now and i'm calling funko out i i want a funko winston churchill made if it's not made already i want a funko winston churchill preferably drunk at a party for parliament people. I want that. Like, you know, or just a regular Winston Churchill. That could be like a chase figure. C could you um, have it any other way? He should have at least a, like a pint of something. 
something and like a little parrot and you know like that 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 top hat did he have a monocle i don't know i kind of i kind of feel he should have if he didn't but um this is the last one this is number one and dave this is the number one comeback insult uh they're saying of all time one of the greatest of all time and i happen to make this list and i think it's pretty good but i'll let i'll let all you be the judge of this okay so this is called properly equipped the might not have happened comeback so the, for those of you that don't know him, Major General Peter Cosgrove is Australian. He was interviewed by a radio recently, and re, to read his reply by the lady who interviewed him concerning guns and children, regardless of how you feel about gun laws, and you have to love this. This is one of the best comeback lines of all time. And a portion of an ABC radio interview, which we've I've provided here to read, uh, the broadcaster and General Cosgrove, who was about to sponsor a Boy Scout troop, uh, visiting military headquarters. So he was on the heels of doing that while this reporter was interviewing him. So here's the female reporter. Female reporter, so General Cosgrove, what things are you going to teach those young boys when they visit your base? And Cosgrove replied, well, we're going to teach them climbing, canoeing, archery, and shooting. And the interviewer said, shooting? That's a bit irresponsible, isn't it? Cosgrove replied, I don't see why. They'll be properly supervised on a rifle range. Then the interviewer said, well, don't you admit that this is high, uh, terribly dangerous, actively to be teaching children and Cosgrove said I don't see how we'll be teaching them the proper rifle discipline before they even touch a firearm to which the female replied but you're equipping them to become violent killers Cosgrove's reply to that was well ma'am you're equipped to be a prostitute but you're not one are you the radio the radio cast went silent for 46 seconds and when it returned the interview was over I applaud you General Cosgrove that may have been the most subtle comeback of all time. And I hate to tell you this. Subtle. <laughs> well, I mean, you didn't. You, Where's anything subtle about that? Not really, but you didn't see it coming, like silent. And it was just, I, I can hear him, like, you know, still like, eh, well, yeah, I should pull the Bobby, you know. Uh, and and, he, and, he, and he, he's like a crusty old general. Like, you're equipped to be a prostitute. You know, I, I don't know. They, like, wear those funny hats with the with the rim going up to one side. Like, like Crocodile Dundee. I can picture, like, an old guy looking like Crocodile <laughs> Dundee wearing a alligator jacket. Maybe he borrowed Steve's shoes. And, like, he was sitting there at the interview. But you know what? Regardless of how you feel about anything, that is a good comeback. I mean, despite what the interview was about or what she was getting on him about, that interview, that that comeback was great. So, ladies and gentlemen, they were the top ten greatest comebacks of all time. And I got to say, Dave, there was about seven or eight of them in there that might be some of the greatest of all time. What do you think? Absolutely, there were some there that were fantastic. And I look, you're getting some slack here though from the comments. Uh, as you can see here, the boss Steve Ferracci said, and I quote, "I bust on British people a lot, and I pound them too." End quote. Eric Zant on the Puff Culture Pros Network. You forgot the word on. Pound on them. <laughs> Ver verbally, boss. Verbally. Um, and then this uh, this Funko said, uh, oh, Laura did not like the Funko comment. Laura, did, I'm guessing you have a lot? I, I don't have a lot. Laura, okay. Backstory, quick sidebar. Lauren is a is a, a, a avid collector of action figures and and collectibles. She likes collectibles, and she has some cool ones, too. I used to be an action figure collector. I got rid of most of my collection, but I still, I'm still i still avid, and I keep up with it. You know what I mean? 
And but she's she's still into it. She likes Lord of the Rings and she likes gargoyles. Remember the cartoon gargoyles? She got me into yes. that. So there's something that I that I uh, that that is new, old but new that I got into. So you know, I, you can't don't pick out my nipple rings just because they don't look like Cuomo's. All right. So anyway, um, she just she's not into Funkos at all now, and I don't know why. It's just not her thing. But I like Funkos, and I'll tell you why I like Funkos. This is a, this is a great story. My brother, uh, Mike, Mike, who comes on a lot, he uh, he actually was one of the first people in the country to have one of the biggest collections of the original Funkos, the Wacky Wobblers, and, like, the Funko scenes and, like, the chase figures and the one of threes. And, like, he had a giant Freddy, and he has, like, Frank – he had every, he had this room in his house, Dave. If you walked into it, it was like walking through a hallway of heaven. All it was was pop culture bliss. You had like the pop culture icons, the cartoon icons, the like Marvel people, the DC, the movie figure. They were just all over the place. And they were the wacky wobblers. And then they started not wobbling. They just made the figures. Because I kind of, I literally witnessed the transition of Funkos to, because they made pops back then. But pops weren't as prevalent as the wacky wobblers, and I kind of watched Funkos go to the pop, to what they are now, the vinyls, and it was absolutely, it was so great. He had, he actually uh, won an award one year at the at the San Diego Comic Con for having the biggest, I think it's the biggest collection. He'll have to tell you what he got, but he was collector of the year in Funko. Oh wow! My, my brother was actually collector of the year of Funko. Back then, he has the award. He was there. Um, it was just absolutely freaking incredible. But I, that's why I like Funkos because I was introduced to them by him. They they kind of have a special place in my heart, and that's why. So, um, right here for you, just in case. Uh, I, got oh, it, I got it for my birthday. It was a uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh, with nice the two belts with the two belts. Look yes. at that. That's an awesome Funko, Dave. I like that. I like that a lot. Uh, Dave, let's back up and uh, let's let's talk to some people here quick before we. Uh, I see we have. Uh, uh, okay, so Steph says, "Okay, you beat me to it because I said it." Now you know what? For those of you that take my 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 uh, sayings out of context, which is <laughs> which is funny, by the way. I think it's great that you do that. Um, I, I beat uh, I beat on British people a lot. I I I do. I make fun of them. I make light of them. I, I don't have anything against British people other than, you know, you tried to take us over and you lost and you went home with your tail between your legs. And now uh, you eat like fish and chips all the time. And apparently there's like three dentists over there in the whole of the United Kingdom. And that's not my <laughs> fault. OK, it's not my fault. Um, I've happened to like uh, Def Leppard. And I lo- <laughs> I'm a big fan of Are You Being Served? Uh, so there you know see you know go ahead put the quote up again put the quote up again put the quote up again you know i stand by that quote i stand by that quote i said it i'll own it i i'm eric zan and i approve this message and then steph below him said you beat me to it that's fucking funny that's really funny um but below uh oh we got sam sam what's up sam oh you made it thanks for coming back sam that's awesome. So uh, anyway, uh, we and have we had an ominous uh, comment too. Yeah, yeah. 
Tim Tabala, he is coming. And I think Tim is referring to his uh, triumphant return to Pop Culture Pros. And when I return, it will be one of the greatest coming. Tim, I have no doubt. It's almost like when Leslie Nielsen was out looking for The Undertaker. Has that, <laughs> has that kind of feel. And, like, I feel like, like Steve's the million-dollar man. And, like, like we can make Burt be like Paul Bearer. And he might bring you back on the Just Too Sweet show and, and, and everything. You know what I mean? <laughs> this is going to be great. This is going to be great. Tim, I'm so glad that you put that up. But, uh, Dave, back to let's get serious for a minute, which means let's just throw it off the rails. What do we have next on the program? What's coming up next? We got everyone's favorite segment, Testing Eric's Noggin. Woo! <laughs> And this one is actually probably going to test mine as well because we're going to have we're going to see how well how fast I can come up with some of these names. But what we're going to do today, Eric has been known to be a very from the last episode and previous a very comic book aficionado. I think I hope I said that right. I think he did. <laughs> and today I wanted to test him with that. You know, some comic book characters who are have rather unusual names and powers. And I'm going to see if he can see which one is the real comic book character and which one isn't. Ooh, I like this game. I like it. And I'm ready. Um, and by the way, Dave, you just paid a wonderfully beautiful comment. I'm going to put it up myself. I Stephanie. I was on the banners. <laughs> our, our dear friend Stephanie, our dear friend Stephanie, says, I have missed you, Dave. Oh, that's thank awesome. You, Steph, Stephanie. Thank you I missed you, too. I miss, you know, the back and forth we normally have, you know. So I, I definitely do miss that. <laughs> and, and look who's popping in. Mike Zant with Stanky and the Coal Miners. I have no freaking idea where he's coming up with that. Um, Darn, I could have used that one as a name. You could have used that one as a name. But, uh, Mike, Mike, uh, if you can, oh, start a polka band. We could. We could do that. We could start a polka band. But, uh, Mike, if, if you could, Mike. When you can, explain the award you got and why you got it and what kind of collection you had. I mean, we're interested to hear it and we want to hear it. So give us, when you can, a little insight and we'll start the game right now. Absolutely. All right. So first one, I'm going to give you just being because I, I, I'm going to start off very easy. I'm going to give you two options. I'm going to give you the right one and the wrong one or the wrong one and the right one. You just got to pick one. All okay, right? gotcha. And then I'll start building it up once I get a little more confident in coming up with uh, fake comic book hero names. So the first one is going to be either Leg Falloff Boy or Arm Falloff Boy. Leg Falloff Boy or Arm Falloff Boy. Correct. I am going to say the real comic book hero is Arm Falloff Boy. Final answer? Final answer. All right, I'm going to say this. This DC character first appeared in 1989 when he tried out for the Legion of Superheroes and got promptly rejected for having an absolute, absolutely ridiculous power. As the name suggests... Arm Fall Off Boy has the ability to take off his arms without coming to harm. 
Wow, I got it. Listen, um, he, listen, he can actually remove any limb and quite literally falls apart during his Legion testing. You got to be kidding me. So he can he can just remove more than just his arm. So like I said, you know, he, he could be like at McDonald's and like pop his head off or like, you know. He could be like at uh, J.C. Penney and be like, oh, can I try that shirt on? And, like, have his arm fall out of it? That would be great. I wish I had that power. <laughs> but, uh, Dave, let's pause for a minute. Uh, Mike actually answered our question here. Um, throw that comment up. Uh, he had the largest Funko collection on the East Coast at one time. And, folks, I'm here to oh, tell wow. you. I'm here to tell you he did. I, I actually slept in that room when I lived with him for a while. That was my room. I would wake up to Funko Land. It was like it, being it, in a dream. It, 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 let's let's be real. It was the pops, the Funko Pops room, and you just were sleeping there. Basically, the, the, yeah. The, the room belonged to them. You were just a tenant. I was just I was just a, a, allowed to be in that room. <laughs> now I'm not gonna lie to you. There were a few mornings when I thought that giant Freddy, like moved on his own and like would look at me. Like I'd wake up at like two, three in the morning. I'd be looking down there. I'd be like, Oh my god, is he really looking at me? And yeah, I think he had a Bob's Big Boy too. That's Maybe it was awesome. Freddy. I can't remember what it was, but it was creepy. Um, Mike, yeah. I want to see a, if you have a picture of that. I would love to see that. Maybe put it on the site, just so that we can get see like. Yeah. At one point, what it looked like, like what was the largest Funko collection on the East Coast? Yeah, Mike, if you have one, find it and and we'll we'll, we'll highlight it, man, because that's and he knows at uh, at the question down below, he's friends with Brian uh, Mariotti. Uh, I believe now is is Mike is he who is he Dave? Tell us who Brian Mar Mariardi is. I for those of the don't know, including the, me, the CEO or Chief Executive Officer of Funko. Oh, so Mike is actually buddies with the 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 main man of Funko. How about that? How about that? Did anybody and did has anybody doubt the uh, you know the bomb drops that we have here. The breaking news that comes out of the A to Z program. More important, who beat you? We will go handle them. Hashtag family problems. We'll start. Go, we'll go and start destroying some Funko Pops. Get yes. Mike back to number one. Get Mike back to number one. We'll go. We'll uh. We'll. We're on it right now. Me, Steve, and Dave are going to find out who had the better collection, and then we're going to. We'll, gonna we'll take go care. do some uh, Marty Janetti stuff. Yeah, out over there. We'll go to a bullet alley and we'll have a few beers and we'll hang out. Start tossing you know. them in the lake. Yeah, we'll start throwing them in the lake. I'll do the cocaine. You guys don't have to do that. Like, I'll, I'll take the hit for the team just so we have somebody to test positive for something. Um, I'm kidding, of course, folks. I'm not going to do cocaine. Um, uh, anyway, Dave, on to number two. All right. Well, going back to the arm fall off boy, oh, he says, oh. not a bad superpower, better than Batman, and I oh. will... Yeah, I'll agree. What's uh, being rich is not a superpower. No, it's not. But being smart is can make up for not having one. And Steve's doing that because he knows that Ed and I are big <laughs> Batman fans, and he and the rest of you guys are on Team Superman, which I like Superman. But Ed and I just happen to like Batman a lot, so that's just that's how it is. All right, right now you're one and zero. One and zero. All right. I got uh, 15 of these. So the next one we have is name that superhero. Is it Ultraviolet Kid, 
Is it Rainbow Kid or is it Color Kid? Ultraviolet Kid, Rainbow Kid, or Color Kid? I'm going with my gut. I'm going to say Rainbow Kid. Rainbow Kid, final answer? Final answer. All right. When it comes to useless superpowers, Color Kid is definitely up there oh, with the best of them all. His power kid. is the ability to change the color of an object. Ooh. <laughs> he also tried to get into the Legion of Superheroes, but was rejected for having a useless superpower. He first appeared in the mid-60s and wears a costume of black and white with a rainbow across the torso. Oh, so I was kind of... I almost had it, but it's Color Kid. Yeah. Th this one I was able to come up a little quicker. With different That's names, pretty good, but, Dave. you got but, me. You got me. That's uh, great. It says, though, although his power appeared ridiculous at first, he actually managed to become quite useful in the DC universe. So DC apparently just makes useless superheroes from what we've seen from this list. Uh, he was able to hone his power to change his own color as a form of camouflage and could protect beams of black and can project beams of black from his hand to temporarily blind his opponents. Okay, so that's, that's not, not too bad. He, that's he not shabby. Came, he just needed to figure out his powers and see what he can do. That was it. Hmm. Well, not terribly useless, but I don't know. He's no Batman. <laughs> uh, anyway, Dave, let, on to the next one. All right, we're one and one here. One and one. <laughs> Wait, Batman's superpowers are about the same. You are absolutely uh, right, Stephanie. I will agree uh, with you there. <laughs> here we go with the Batman. Ed, Ed, if you're out there somewhere, please help. I want to tag out. I need some help. <laughs> All right, so next up we have... see what I'm going to come up with for this one. Uh... We have, damn it, I feel like if I say it, it's, it's going to be wrong. Um, okay. We have, I'm going to give you two for this one because something quick. We have Bouncing Boy or Rubber Band Boy. Bouncing Boy or Rubber Band Boy. Holy shit. Well, you might have me on this one again, but I'm going to say Rubber Band Boy. Rubber Band Boy, final answer. And it's probably wrong, but I'm going to say Rubber Band Boy. All right. Uh, let's see. Just going to read what it says here on the thing. We're fairly sure that this superhero was inspired in part by the humble pufferfish, as his ability is remarkably similar to that sea creature's defense mechanism. Bouncing Boy is a scientist from the 30th century who gained his powers in a lab accident by drinking a super plastic fluid. As a result, he is able to inflate his own body to become entirely round and spongy, able to bounce off any surface. Wow. And you know what? After I said Rubber Band Boy, I said, God damn it, it's probably Bouncing Boy. <laughs> I got to go with my first instinct. I got to do this. All right. One and two, one and two. Bring him, bring him, bring him. All right. So next up, we have either Madam Death, Madam Evil, or Madam Fatal. Madam Death, Madam Evil, or Madam Fatal. 
Madam Fatal. Final answer. answer. Final answer. All right. <laughs> oh, God, this is horrible. <laughs> I'm going to read exactly what it says here. Oh, uh, the it. 1940s, when cross-dressing was seen as a fantastic punchline and a little more. DC created Madam Fatal for their crack yes. comics title. A character who is otherwise a reasonably a reasonable crime fighter, but who decides to dress up as an elderly woman to do it. Wow. By day, Madam Fatal is the wealthy actor Richard Stanton, but when his young daughter is kidnapped, he decided to go undercover to find out who did it. For some reason, he uses his talents as an actor and co customer to go undercover as an old woman with a cane. Wow. That's pretty interesting. So it was a man dressed up, basically uh, like a Mrs. Doubtfire type of deal. Basically, yeah. Wow. But a superhero. Well, who knew? That's pretty cool. So what am I, Dave? What am I now? You're two and two. I'll drink a Red Bull to that. Oh, boy. Hold on. This one's going to be tough because I wouldn't even know what to say for this one. And I would walk 500 miles. Wow. And Bunker, Bunker would walk 500 more to Steve's house. All right, here I'm just gonna create some stuff here now. Just All right, up. next up we have the either one of these. We have either the Planter, the Floral Master, or Floronic Man. The Planter, the Floral Master. Or Floronic Man. Yes. I'm going to say Floronic... No. I'm going to say the planter. Final answer? Final answer. All right. Uh, oh, my bad. I went to the wrong thing. For the most part... Floronic Man is actually a fairly reasonable supervillain. Oh. Similar to Poison Ivy and Swamp Thing, this DC villain is connected to the plant life of the world and has some very specific plant-related schemes. Wow. He is also known, he can be known as Plant Master, Ooh. Floral, and the Cedar. So I kind of just switched some of those around. Huh. And apparently... This character was portrayed by John Glover in the 1997 film Batman and Robin. Really? Yes. He was in that? He was in that. Wow. I wanted to go with him first, as you saw, and I, I paused and I said, you know, it's going to be something silly like the planter. <laughs> I was wrong, as yeah. usual. So now I'm two and three. Two and three. Right, Shit. Hold on. Let me uh, move this connection. All right. My God, these are getting harder and harder. Um, they, re they really are. <laughs> it's, well, it's getting harder to, to create this. Um, all right. So we have Matter Eater Lad, Buffet Eater Lad, or All You Can Eat Eater Lad. Gotta be Buffet Eater Lad. It's got to be. Final answer? Final answer. 
another superhero with a very descriptive name. Matter Eater Lad's power is the ability to eat stuff. Unbelievable. <laughs> this Unbelievable. might strike some readers as more of an impulse control issue than a superpower, but Matter Eater Lad is a legitimate hero. He made it into the Legion of Superheroes and everything. His power isn't unique to him, though. It's actually is something that his entire race from the planet Fishmall is capable of. Oh. As they evolved the ability to digest everything after microbes made all of the food on their planet inedible. So he can eat whatever. Wow. That's pretty interesting. Hmm. Matter Eater Lad. Yes. He's almost as cool as Meter Reader Girl. <laughs> So right now you're standing at a whopping two and four, correct? Correct. Shit. All right. Here we go. Next up, we have... I'm going to give you two for this one. It's either Straino or X-Traino. Traino or X-Traino? Straino. Straino or X-Traino? Yes. Got to be Straino. Straino? Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, few people will remember. Well, okay, so I'll read from the top because if not. Thanks to Benedict Cumberbatch and Doctor Strange, few people will remember his DC counterpart from the late 80s, X Drano, which is Spanish for strange. It would be extraño, but I was not going to say it in Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know it was like that until I just read this. Oh, no. So it actually, it's meant to be the. Extraño. The... Okay. So it's like strange. Okay. So that's why I say it's Strano. Uh, unlike Doctor Strange, however, this Hispanic hero is the epitome of every gay stereotype. His ridiculously flamboyant, often dresses in loose, flowy, and brightly colored robes, refers to himself as Auntie, and turns everything he possibly can into a sexual innuendo. Wow. So he he's like the. Uh... He's the gay. Uh, he's Doctor the gay. Strange. The gay Doctor Strange. Yeah, he's he's. Uh, what's the TED talk show host in Britain? There, uh, uh, Graham Norton. He's the Graham Norton of uh, Latin superheroes. My goodness, yeah. I can't, I can't believe DC did this. So there's a, it continues. It says this painfully awkward attempt at a gay male superhero was taken so far that he even battled an AIDS super vampire. What? <laughs> DC did that? Oh man. They DC, I gotta give it to you. I thought I hated you because of Justice League. This just makes it even worse. Uh, I was gonna say, I mean, they were in the toilet before. Now they're just they're they're they've been processed by the sewer plant now. This is that's terrible. I I wanna know who thought you know what's a good idea? An an AIDS super vampire. And we'll make him fight the gay guy. We'll make it fight the gay guy. Not like that, you know. Not that's not like you know being uh, spot on like profile bigotry or anything towards, you know, people infected with. That's not like it's not like assuming people that have AIDS are all gay or anything. That's what that's assuming. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? What a what a douche. Whoever came up with that, shame on you. Shame on you, DC. <laughs> all right. Next up, we either have hemoglobin. Or Hemogoblin. It's Hemogoblin. I know it is. That's the final answer? That's the final answer. <laughs> Here's where this list goes. Speaking of AIDS Super Vampires, of course he's going to be on this list too. 
Hemogoblin is literally a vampire who infects the victims he bites with HIV. So this is the guy that Extraño, Extraño was fighting. That that's him. He was fighting Hemogoblin, an AIDS-infected vampire who not only turns you into a vampire, yeah. but now you're going to be an HIV-positive vampire. Oh God! I hope Dragon. His story gets better. It's. As if an 80s villain who weaponized HIV wasn't quite disturbing enough, there's more. Hemogoblin didn't gain his, this power naturally. He was created by a white supremacist group with the intention of affecting every non-white person in the world in order to kill them off slowly. So, the, it, like I said, they what was DC doing here? Who the <laughs> hell? <laughs> who greenlit this? What was was like the Grand Dragon of the KKK, the editor back then? I mean, what the hell is going on here? I, I, if I was appalled before, I'm, I'm, I'm mortified now. It gets, oh god, it gets even better. I keep reading. It says, um, it also appears that this vampire is somewhat unique, as he doesn't bite. His bite doesn't turn his victims into vampires themselves. It just infects them with HIV. We don't know how that works. We're just not too concerned with finding out. He luckily he only appeared in two issues, but that was two issues too many. I agree. Oh my god, he needs to be like forgotten and wiped off the planet. Um, that that is crazy, Dave. Oh my god. Uh, um. Wow. Wow. He, I, <laughs> I'm, I'm speechless on that one. I, I'm fucking speechless on that one. All right. Can you believe we're gonna that? Con continue on. All right. Uh, what what are you at now? Three and five. Three and five. Three and five. Okay. Next up, we have armless lion man, legless lion man, armless tiger man, or legless tiger man. I'm gonna go with. Armless Lion Man. All right. Uh, where is it that it says his name? All right. One of the earlier Marvel villains. Finally, Marvel came out with a bad something. Wow. It just took him, you know, half the list. One of the earlier Marvel villains, Armless Tiger Man, oh. was originally known as Gustav Hertz before a tragic factory accident changed his life forever. He lost both arms in the incident and was left with a passionate hatred for machines as a result. Over time, Hertz trained to become a fearsome warrior using only his feet. He sharpened his toenails into claws and honed his teeth into fangs. He is agile, strong, and terrifying, as well as a cannibal. Whether it was fighting with his teeth that gave him a taste for blood or just an extension of his less-than-sane rage that did it, Armless Tiger Man loves to chow down on his fellow man. See, at least this one, it's ridiculous a little, but not as bad. No, no, no. It no. was not as bad as, you know, half the things we just read the DC tried to come up with. This is actually like a breath of fresh air compared to some of the <laughs> crap that DC has been trying to. It's no wonder. I mean, DC had their powerhouses, the Supermans, the Batmans, the Green Lanterns, the Wonder Womans. But I guess when they were trying to develop like the secondary, like the mid, I'll say the mid card of their comics, they shit the bed. Like the bed was, <laughs> the bed was shit and thrown out the window. I mean, I can't even. Oh my god, that, that they were horrible. I, I I hope I forget all that. 
<laughs> oh my god! All but right, I'm, you're you're I'm at th- th- three and six, right? Three and six. Yep. All right. Next up, we either have we have he, she, she, he, or it. She, he. Final answer. Final answer. Who who did this? Because God, uh, more deeply offensive gender stereotyping combined with some nonsensical storylines. Who could it be? But he, she, he, she, created for boy comics by Charles Byro. He, she appears in a single comic from 1943. This ridiculous criminal was half man, half woman, hence the name, with a face that is split down the middle. He, she also also described as being a deadly. As deadly as the female and as strong as the male of the species. Which makes us wonder quite what Byra was thought of women. He, she uses the power to confuse, seduce, otherwise manipulate people using one half of him slash her at a time. Helped out by a hat pulled down at a carefully angle and a tendency to talk to people without ever actually facing them head on. I want to stop reading this because this is ridiculous. This is fucking terrible. Oh my god! Is this, this is boy comics. Uh, boy comics. Oh my god! So you know, it's no, it's no wonder why no one has ever heard of them. Um, that's borderline <laughs> DC crap right there. Are you, wow. Well, I guess DC. Do, someone must have pitched this to DC, and they're like, "Wow, we're not that bad." Yeah. We are, we had we had a we had an HIV infected vampire already. We don't need anything worse than that. Oh, this oh. was. Oh, this idea is just terrible. And if you look at the the picture of it, it's literally like if they cut someone in the half and it like they made one side look like a man, the other side look like a girl. The side with the man has short hair. The side with the girl has long, uh, like luscious black hair. What the fuck? Yeah, Why would know, anyone? You know what? It's so bad that I feel like I need to show. <laughs> yeah, let's I, see what let's see what he she looks like. Come on. We we have to reveal this to the world. Ah, uh, this is bad, guys. All right, here we go. Ooh. Strip my gears and call me shiftless. It's a uh, what is it? I guess you got caught me red-handed. What's the use of trying to alibi? I'll let you take me to the police. It's ter- even if you could even look at it, the like the right arm where the guy is is like all buff, and the left arm is like more feminine. It's wow. What's going on like down in the private area? Does he have like half a? <laughs> uh, I don't think we. Thankfully, only appeared in one comic book, and that was it. There was no need for this. Thankfully, because then we would have not had to find out more. Good huh? Christ! All right, oh, you got man. you got this one wrong. Right, you said Sheehy. Yeah, so that's three and seven. All right, we're at the top five. Next up, we have Perla, Pink Pearl, or Diamond Pearl. Perla. Final answer. Breezing Breezing on past the overt sexual reference that is her name, Let's look at who Pink Pearl actually is in the Marvel Universe. A former circus freak, 
Pink Pearl's primary power is simply her immense size, which also gives her proportionate strength and a measure of protection. Oh, this wow. enormous supervillain turned to terrorism after she left the circus and joined the fem Femizons, w during which time she battled Alpha Fight and Captain America. Holy shit. She battled Alpha Flight? And, and a good old Cap. And Cap, wow. A big, burly, tough woman. Which again doesn't seem too uh, outrageous. No, Marvel. Marvel kind of tries to keep it. it. It was, I guess, more with the name than just the character with this one. Yeah, but I, I don't think that was too bad. Again, it could be a lot worse. Oh, okay. Well, it could be because I don't know. It Marvel seems to be having a better, at least like like their their baseline is better. Like they're not trying to like shoot over the mountain. They're just kind of trying to shoot at it. I yeah. don't know. All right. Uh, next up, we either have Polyester Boy, Plaid Boy, or Leather Boy. It's probably Plaid Boy. Final answer. Final answer? All right. Final answer. When it comes to comic book characters who are appropriate for children, Leather Boy should probably not rank anywhere near the top of the list. I was going to go with that, too. <laughs> This caricature of a BDSM fetishist appears in the 2005 series GLA Misassembled. There's a surprisingly dark offshoot of the Great Lakes Avengers title that deals with fun topics like suicide rights in the first issue. Leather Boy doesn't actually have any superpowers. He just misread the ad that Mr. Immortal put out when he was creating a team. Wow. Leather Boy. But... He later began to hate the GLA, which is the Great Lakes Avengers, because they never used him in any superhero battle battles. So he created an all-leather Doctor Doom outfit, broke Mr. Amoro's neck, and killed Monkey Joe. Wow. You know what he kind of uh, reminds me of? Did you what, ever see oh. Kick-Ass 2? Yeah. He kind of reminds me of... Uh, I don't forgot what his name was in the movie, but McLovin's character that he dresses up in the leather... Is it red, red mist, or something like that? Something like that, yeah. Oh That's my kind god! Of, kind of what he reminds me of, because he didn't have any superpowers, or he wasn't good. He was just rich, and just he rich. dressed up in leather. Or, <laughs> or like Stephanie said, kind of like Batman. Ah, uh, yeah. I don't know, leather. Yeah. Yeah, Batman's <laughs> kind of uh, risque in his outfit. Yeah. <laughs> oh god, so I'm, I'm three and nine now, like. All right, we, we still got three more to, you know, catch you up there at least. Yeah, to get me up somewhere. All right, next up we have Snowflame, Snowflake, or Flamer. Ah, Snowflake. Right. Final answer. This super-powered villain has only appeared on one occasion in the DC Universe. Although once was probably enough for a villain that taught kids that snorting vast amounts of cocaine was a great way to get superpowers. That's right. Snow Flame is Flame. literally a drug-fueled supervillain who also has a day job as a Colombian drug lord. <laughs> Snowflame's powers include super strength and the ability to burn with a white flame, both achieved by, by snorting up some white stuff. Wow! So he did so much coke, he became like a supervillain. Exactly. <laughs> With super oh my strength. God. 
a Colombian drug lords in there. Hang on a minute, I'm going to do a line. I'll get him. <laughs> like like Juan Valdez or whatever. Or yeah, no, well, not Juan Valdez. Not Juan he's Val- the, <laughs> that's, he's a, the, that's a coffee he's, guy. He's the coffee guy. Uh, uh, who am I thinking of? Uh, uh, Pablo Escobar. Pa- Pablo Escobar. Um, snorting like I don't know. Like I'm picturing like Al Pacino and but like him, yeah, uh, Tony Montana. Don, Tony Montana, one of the worst Cuban accents I've ever heard. But anyway, <laughs> oh, um, man. so I'm 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 fucking sucking ass here. Three and ten. Ooh, I only, that, I, I've, I've only got two left. I gotta I gotta get one of these right. All right, let's see, let's see. We got either Juice Genie, Juice Genie, Gin Genie, Gin Genie, Vodka Genie. Vodka Genie. Or Mountain Dew Genie. I think you're trying to throw me off with the juice. I think it's Gin Genie. Because Vodka Genie doesn't... That kind of sounds like like somebody my mother would hang out with down at the bar. Um, (laughs) What was the last one? Mountain Dew Genie. Mountain Dew Genie? No, that's me. I'm drinking (laughs) that right now. So, yeah, I'm going with Gin Genie. All right. Like Snowflame, Gin Genie is a character that somehow made it into the pages of comics despite getting her superpowers by, Im- I can't even say this word, embedding a mood-altering substance. In this case, however, Gin Genie's powers come come into being what she drink when she drinks alcohol. A mutant in the Marvel universe, Gin Genie had the ability to create and project seismic waves. The strength of these waves were proportionate to her blood alcohol level. But her mutation didn't make her immune to the effects of the booze. So she can still get drunk. Exactly. She has superpowers. Yeah. What this meant was that oh, in order fuck. to be effective in a team battle situation, Jin Genie also had to be at least a little bit drunk. Unsurprisingly, she was often more than a little bit drunk and tended to also be abusive when she was on the sauce. Oh. This, this meant occasionally drunkenly directing her own superpower at her teammates in a drink-aided rage. Making her a far from idle heroic, heroic. Oh my God, heroic! Can't say it. Role model for young readers. Heroic. Wow, David. Like I said, it just sounds like somebody my mother used to hang out with at the Legion or something. <laughs> well, it's kind of like Beer Muscle. <laughs> Steph, maybe that's her enemy. Beer Muscles, the guy. You know, he always got the one guy at the <laughs> at, at the country bar. He's Beer Muscles, and Gin oh, Genie oh. hangs. In. That would that could have been her husband. They would yeah, have been a been power her. duel. Yeah. Beer muscles and gin genie. That's fucking great. <laughs> oh that, my that's god! A good one, though. I, that's I, a good see, one. That, see again, that's not one that sounds bad. Like it, it'd be okay. Like you know, I could see it going like a certain direction where it does. It's not too bad. Yeah. Um, is it Marvel? Uh yes, that one was Marvel. So they're coming up with the better ones. Yes. All right. This we're at the last one. You are at four and ten. I am. I need to at least bat two fifty. Salvage it. Yes. All right. My goodness. All right. So this one is either Mother Flow, Heavy Flow, or Period. You know, given the outrageousness of this list, I'm going to have to go with period. 
period? I'm going to go with period. All right. It's difficult to know exactly where to begin with. Heavy flow. Heavy flow. I knew a it. A character that manages to raise a huge number of questions at the same time as being significantly more disgusting than the majority of superheroes or villains. Heavy Flow appears in the pages of Image Comics' Savage Dragon, a series about a super strong, green, healing, factor-possessing police officer named Dragon. Wow, that was a mouthful. Heavy which, Flow... <laughs> which, by the way, was a cartoon on the USA Network. Was it? Savage Dragon? Savage Dragon, and he was a car and he was a comic book before that. Yeah, Savage Dragon, Image I, Comics. I'm going to say that Heavy Flow didn't make an appearance on there. Ooh, I hope not. <laughs> It says, Heavy Flow is a now-dead villain whose entire power is the ability to fire high-powered jets of menstrual blood at her enemies. Oh. In case the image above didn't make that well a thing, that does involve bending over and firing this blood hose from her actual genitals. So she bent over while she was menstruating and fired <laughs> the, blood... The, Menstrual blood out of her private area. Yes. And her name was Heavy Flow. Yeah. So it says, uh, Heavy <laughs> Heavy Flow leaves us with several questions. Can she only do her villainy one week of every month? Or has she somehow figured out how to be constantly bleeding? Can she, yeah. Can she like <laughs> always be menstruating? Always pissed off? I don't <laughs> know. Is it... Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you something. I'm never like if I ever meet like a woman named Flo now, that's gonna be stuck in my head. I'm gonna be I'm not even gonna shake her hand and be like, okay, oh, uh, it's okay. Your first name isn't heavy, is it? Oh man, let's see if uh I can. Oh my goodness, I got a photo of it and it is exactly what you would think. We gotta see it. We have uh, to see it. I will say viewer discretion is advised, everyone out there. Yeah, viewer discretion advised. So if you don't want to see this. Turn the uh, the video off and just listen. Yeah, see, so you can skip on over to the next, like, 20 to 30 seconds. Well, not, let's say 30, 30 to a minute because this is... Uh, I'm going to do it in 3, 2, 1. Oh, good Christ. <laughs> they don't yeah. call me heavy flow for nothing. I guess not. That's a very graphic... Yeah. Wow. She's a healthy woman. <laughs> and we're going to remove it now. But yeah, That's that disgusting. was heavy flow. That That's was. heavy flow. So, so far, well, throughout this, this, this game, we've met a HIV-infected vampire. We've met a gay doctor, a, a Latin gay Doctor Strange. <laughs> we've met uh, a leather boy. And to top it all off, we've met Heavy Flow. Heavy yeah. Flow. Is she the best one? She was the top one. She was the number one uh, on that list. I th I think I agree. I agree. He Goblin. <laughs> I never want to hear that name again. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, I mean, there was there was some stupid shit, but Heavy Flow. I mean, how is that not? How is that not gonna? I I just don't know. What are people who thought of, this is a great villain? And that got past the censors, Dave. Like the comic book code, like that got past that. Of course, Image is independent. You know what I mean? So 
I don't know. Because he's Image Comics, so Savage Dragon is. So, yes. I think. Yeah, he's Image Comics, yeah. So, and I can't believe they, they had Savage, what is it, Savage Dragon on a, uh, on TV. I can't, uh, what would have happened? Yeah. It, it's kind of like, I mean, they, they could have figured some way around it. Just like they did with uh, Spider-Man and, uh, and what's this guy's name? The vampire. Oh, Mor Morbius, yeah. Morbius, where they never really had him bite anybody. It was all through, like, the hands. Yeah, I was like, uh, uh, uh. Exactly. Which, which was kind of corny, but it was still okay. You know, I don't know. They, they found a way around, you know, that violence. But, wow, heavy flow. Heavy flow. That, I'm, that's going to be on my mind for the rest of the night. <laughs> heavy, he, heavy flow. Oh, yeah, Sam, Sam says that's some sick shit. It sure is, Sam. That's <laughs> yeah. really sick shit. That just, tell, that just goes to show you what's in the mind of these guys that get desperate. Comic book creators. Because let's face it, you know, they're, they're seeing what sticks at this point. Yeah, throwing it at the wall. And they're odd fellows to begin with. So, you know, to come up with a fanatical situations and stories, you got to be a little bit like, you know, thinking outside the box. In this case, way outside the box. <laughs> but, uh, wow, that was a good game, Dave. That was, that was uh, very challenging for me. I really sucked. I only got four out of 15 right. Or, yeah, four yeah. out of 15. Four out of fifteen. I went four and eleven. Oh my god! I'm never going to hear the end of that one from Farachi. But you, you uh, went just like the the Eagles' record this. Uh, this I was year, yeah. This upcoming yeah, year, I was the Philadelphia Eagles. Well, who thug? <laughs> but uh, I think we're about out of time, Dave. I think we're going to wrap her up. Uh, what do you think? Do you think we had it? Do you think we're about ready to go? Yes, sir. I think we should just uh, plug everyone's stuff this week and let's let's do it. Hit it, Dave. All right, well, today, you the A to Z program, episode 21, was brought to you on Mondays, as per usual. Tomorrow should be uh, the gentleman to my left over here can confirm. Just Too Sweet Show. Yes, we'll be there. Maybe? We'll All be right. there. Yep, we are doing it. We will be there. So tomorrow, Just Too, just too Sweet Show, and then right after the four-quarter show, Wednesday brings you... Will bring yep brings you the put it in the book show. That's where the boss and everyone talks about their Mets talk, and they're not doing too bad. Uh, Degrom is still an animal. <laughs> he has more yeah. RBIs than he has allowed earned runs this year, which is insane. <laughs> After that is Granny's Peach Tea, where they talk comic books. Maybe they'll talk some heavy flow. Who knows? Maybe we should bring it up. We should bring we should. up some heavy flow. I think we should get out there and bring bring up some heavy flow and some hemoglobin. Hemoglobin. <laughs> oh, for Christ's sake! And then Thursday we have the return of the Stream War Pro Show, where we're going to talk all streaming for the last month, what you should watch, what you should watch next month, or what what to look forward to, and we crown a winner of the best streaming service in April. Oh wow! After do you have that, an, do you have an idea who you like? By the yeah, way, I already have the one that I'm going to be. Uh, defending i'll tell you cool. the i'll tell you what streaming service but i won't tell you what show i'm gonna pick to defend it and that is netflix this month oh netflix is your choice this month neat yes cool um and then after uh after that what's coming on on thursday after the uh streaming show what's after on after that after that will be the nfl draft special which we will give you it'll be myself the boss mr Eric Zant Esquire, Timmy Tabala, I believe, 
and whoever else decides to join us will be talking at the nfl draft we'll be watching it going through the picks what's going on maybe have a couple of drinks while we're doing it who knows anything can happen and just uh shoot the shit and have fun and i believe if i'm not wrong i did see it on facebook i know kyle and jader are on this week as well yeah didn't they put up a poll to see what they you wanted them to watch and review Correct. I am doing the little research right now just to make sure because I remember voting on it. I didn't vote on it yet because I was undecided, but I'm going to vote on it. Let me see. Pardon the. Uh... Here we go. So they will be back on Wednesday as well, probably after Granny's Peach Tea. Mm-hmm. And as of right now, these are the things you can vote on. You can vote on, on Pop Culture Pros Group. It is Elvis and Nixon. Everybody Wants Some, American Graffiti, Night and Day, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And as of right now, Once Upon a, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is winning. So that might be what they are reviewing and talking about on Wednesday on the Jader and Kyle show. No shit. I'm going to have to get over there and vote. Because I'm not, I think I finally know what one I want to vote for. So, <laughs> um, But and yeah. We start up again next Monday. Right With- here right here with the two gentlemen you see on your screen right now and dave i have to add one thing to tomorrow we actually will have a special empire 161 show pre precluding the just too sweet show uh they're gonna have the they're gonna the yankee game is gonna be on around seven they're gonna have a pre-game kind of pre-show uh so ed and his uh guest host will be doing that nice. and so they're doing tuesdays before just too sweet all the time now I, I, I'm wondering that. I think that might be I know where it's he's at. been kind of like bouncing around with the Empire 161. Yeah, trying to see what works and where it, where it fits, you know what I mean? Because it's a seasonal show. But, you know, we want to give Ed uh, leeway. Uh, not too much. Um, <laughs> but, you know, we'll give Ed some leeway. And then, like I said, uh, Empire 161 is a fun show. I've watched it. Even though I'm not a Yankee fan, I've watched it. It's pretty good. But, yeah, he'll be on before Just Too Sweet. So watch that. Uh, watch, watch Empire One Six One. Watch Just Too Sweet. Then watch the Four Quarters Show. You have your whole Tuesday night entertainment right in front of you. Why would you need to go anywhere else? You don't. You don't. You stay right here. Stay put. Stay put. Just get a bottle of booze. Uh, get a thing of Ritz crackers or whatever, and, and <laughs> sit there and eat and drink and be happy. Get your joint, whatever you want to do. I don't pop, know. Pop us up on the the big screen on your television because nowadays you can do that with anything. With anything. Just watch us. Watch us. See this face? You you, you need to watch this face. This is the only place you can get some heavy flow content. No pun intended. (laughs) Oh, I love it. Oh, God. You know what? And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Dave, do you have any parting words? Thank you, as always, for watching. Thank you to my great host for making everything so easy. And we will see you next week. We will see you next week because we are the A to Z program and we are here every Monday night on Pop Culture Pros. And please watch all the rest of the shows we have. Please support us. Uh, go to our page, like like the group or like the page, join the group, uh, go to YouTube, subscribe to us, like us, hit, click that notification bell so you know every time we come on. You won't miss any show. You won't miss any content. And we're, we're here. We have A to Z content on every show for everything you want regarding regarding pop culture you know how much caffeine i've had today dave 
You would not even fucking believe how much caffeine I've had. I probably had enough to kill six elephants, and here I am. So anyway, on that note, <coughs> producer Dave, AZ himself, for you, for me, and for everybody, thank you for tuning in. We are signing off the A to Z program. As always, we thank you for your support. We will see you next Monday, not before I see you first. Good night, everybody. Good night.